0: This is Father Patrick Briscoe, and this is Father Bonaventure Chapman.
1: Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all who support us. If you like the show, please consider making a monthly donation to us on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we're pleased to have with us today, friends, um, our guest, Chris McMahon. So Father Bonaventure and I are here with Chris McMahon, who is the president and Chief Executive Officer at MFA Wealth. And he's involved in a ton of Catholic projects. And we're so excited to uh, to have him on the show and to hear from him tonight. So welcome to God's Playing, Chris.
2: Well, Patrick, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be with you. I admire what you men are doing so much. So thanks for having me.
1: Well, it's really a pleasure because it turns out you know a lot about something that we know very little about. You know, <laughs> as, as, as Dominican Friars, we're not supposed to be good at making money, actually. Um, you know, we're, we're supposed to. Uh, very little of that we're supposed to have enough to provide for our needs but otherwise be be fairly simple so i think uh that makes us a little bit different than most of our listeners who are looking to provide for their families and to to invest well and i know that's that's the heart of of, of what you're doing here um especially with the, your projects with with uh, aquinas wealth so chris i wondered if we could just say for for our first question here and and have you take it away a little bit um you know, for Catholics that are concerned about making investments that honor their faith, that don't violate um, their their consciences, that make make investments with companies um, that uh, that are going to be faithful to the teachings of the church, what well, what kinds of things can you point to to help those investors begin to form their consciences and and to invest wisely,
2: Father Patrick? It used to be so easy because. We didn't have to worry about what companies were doing they did the age old you know i'm a 58 year old man for the first 20 years of my career companies made money and they try to they tried to you know obey the law tried to and they would make the receive dividends they would give those dividends back to shareholders in the form of dividends and then the shareholders would decide what to do with the money and somewhere along the line the last 10 to 12 years social activism that really started on our campuses and again born in compassion but misguided in so many ways Crept into the conference rooms of the boardrooms on Wall Street, and it's amazing. You know, I was in a just a few weeks back. I was in New York. Uh, There's a debate: ESG investing versus Catholic value investing. And these fellows who were on the I was on the Catholic value side. You may guess that, and the ESG guys um, thought they were doing God's work. And I thought these poor guys are so misguided. It's just it's it's so wrong in so many ways. As these companies have gotten more hubris around. Initially trying to accept and love everyone, which is beautiful. We do that as, my Lord, that's all we do, right? That's Christ told us to do that. We have to love our everyone. We're created in his image, especially the most downtrodden. But um, anyway, what's happened is these corporations started to support more radical views, trying to support the the most progressive elements of their customer bases. And what happened for many of us, we never just pushed back. We just kind of closed our eyes out in the suburbs and said, oh, it'll go away. It's not real. They're trying their best. And then we wake up, you know, a few years later and, and Target is saying to us, well, we're putting transgender ba- uh, bathing suits in our stores. And still, by the way, unrepentant to this day, the, the chairman was on uh, Fox News just received the other day saying that was all overblown. Well, it wasn't overblown. It was a reality of they're, they're trying to destroy everything that you gentlemen have built your life around or I'm trying to build my life around. In our families, and, it's, and, they, and again, I think it was born in compassion. So what's happened is we had uh, two companies. Father, uh, we had a normal wealth management company, mm-hmm. where we kind of avoided that like everyone else. We said, ah, let's not get into that. Let's be neutral. Not realizing as we were trying to be neutral, all these companies were dragging us deeper and deeper into this very radical progressive movement. Uh, and we said, you know, that isn't right. And our clients kept saying to us, with technology, can I now see what I'm supporting? The companies that I work with. Can I see what I'm supporting? And initially, that was hard to do. Matter of fact, most financial advisors, unfortunately, work for companies that are extraordinarily progressive in their own right. So not only can they not even these are good men of faith; these are daily communicants, right? They're good guys, but they can't. They can't do anything about it. We developed some technology using artificial intelligence it's called a Faith and Finance Score. It allows people to see everything behind the scenes, what their companies are supporting, social activism, and all these other things. And it's amazing. It gives them a detailed report about their performance because that's important. And it gives them a detailed report about their faith alignment, shows them everything they're supporting that conflicts with their deepest held beliefs. Everything we built our lives around. And it's really exciting because we've had thousands of people take the faith and finance score and many, many of them say, Oh my goodness, I knew these were going to be the results, but now I have a chance. I'm going to move these. I'm going to move my accounts to Aquinas wealth advisors because I know it'll be consistent with my faith. And actually, you know, it's even more troubling is we've seen so many dioceses, so many institutions, large Catholic institutions, completely no idea. Hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars sometimes. So we collect our, we, the institutions collect money from their donors. It's just beautiful, we're on the same page. We're you, you know, a uh, beautiful thing. It is support, what we believe is most important and we're giving those dollars away to these radical organizations that are supporting, supporting uh, just the darkest, darkest things. The good news is, there's hope in the horizon. This is a a new day, and we're going to change the world together.
0: Yeah, Chris, this is great. I lo- um I don't have much experience with with business say, but I did when I was at Providence College uh, before I came back to CUA. I taught uh, I taught business ethics um, at the business school there. I taught in philosophy department, but we taught business ethics because most of the philosophers just, just didn't like business people. Um, but I've always loved capitalism, always loved business, and uh, I I always bang the drum for out myself as a libertarian um, for Milton Friedman. And uh, his amazing 1970 uh, article, uh, uh, the, the social responsibility of businesses to increase profits um, within the bounds of law, as you mentioned, he, no one remembers that part. They just think that he just, increased <laughs> right. but he's, but the, the old fashioned, like, Hey, if I want a razor, I just want a razor. You know, if I want to, if I want a shaving cream, I just want to buy shaving cream. That's all I want. And now again, this kind of the social, the social uh, issues involving that share stakeholder versus shareholder kind of stuff. But, so I'm really excited. I think this is great that you're that you're doing this. And uh, people are craving it because we're not, it's unlikely we're going to get out of a market economy. The only way out of a market economy, I think, is uh, is either poverty or communism. And I think those end up being the same thing. But um, so I'm excited about the, the your project here. I noticed at Aquinas Wealth Investors, it says this, I like this. It says, Aquinas Wealth, Wealth Investors, we believe that good returns and good values are not mutually exclusive. Now, I always try to teach the students that, You don't have to feel bad about being capitalists that you can do this well but i think still it was hard to get it across them sometimes that they think well i either have to be good or i have to be wealthy like i i have to make a choice between whether i'm going to you know invest in good companies or if i'm going to make money and then i'll be able to support the family they felt so t- I like though that that we believe that good returns and good values are not mutually exclusive. I think a lot of our listeners will say, "Yeah, what's the catch, though?" So give us give us why that there's no no that's not a there's no catch here.
2: A couple, yeah, a couple of things. It's funny. I'm getting to the age where my friends are saying to me, and I'm one of them. Right, I'm one of the guys that's uh, you know um, uh, spending quite a bit of time. In, 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 a, in, a, in adoration and so forth, right? It's funny, I went this morning, uh, my wife and I are involved in a maternity home here in Pittsburgh and so the sisters were able to expose the blessed sacrament. And I was there at 530, which is very unusual for me. And I said to myself, how did I get here, right? How did I, if mm-hmm. you told the 20 year old, 30 year old me I'd be, I wouldn't believe it. But many of my friends now would say, if I want to venture, they would say, I am willing to give up return. This is a non-starter for me. I have to align my faith with my investments. And to this point you guys the only choice people have had there's a few mutual funds there's a few nice groups out there that have a mutual fund or two but you might own 10 percent of your portfolio in one mutual fund you never have hundred percent of your money in one mutual fund so it's great that they have these the, that's I'm I'm glad that exists that was the first generation today though we give a person a completely portfolio individual equity stocks everything knowing that it's 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 completely um it's completely void of this. Some of our guys went out to a, a conference in Phoenix, the Catholic Medical Association. What a great organization, right? And they were out there and they had this big thing, this big display, you know, that says uh, Aquinas Wells Advisors and people coming up to it saying, wait a second. No one told me it shows the output, sample output. My guys have told me you can't see this. I never knew this could. So we're not creating a need. People said, mm-hmm. I've been looking for this. I want to know what I'm supporting. And this is available. But what's great is so many portfolios are not optimized anyway. Forget about faith alignment; just optimize mm-hmm. for performance. So many times right. we look at them and say, "Hey, if we simply applied optimization techniques to the meaning, you know, the right mix of, uh, uh, you know, various holdings, stocks
0: that bonds, brings holdings, up return." Yep.
2: So what we're finding, you guys, it's amazing. Is we're finding people are so excited, they're able to have reason, very good returns, and support their faith. And there's there's one. I'm sorry, I'm answering in a very long way. I apologize, but um, You're doing fine. Our goal for you know our goal, my wife and I, our goal for Aquinas is certainly is is, is you know I always laugh because I I, I have th- you know three goals, but two of them two of them we wanted to really help the Sisters of Mary down in Chalco, Mexico. We just every time we go there, we leave our heart there. It's an unbelievable place, and they have those schools all over the world. It's amazing, and uh, really our main I, we always laugh. I say our main goal would be to be able to, to 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 do you know we we we're fortunate in our business today, but if our goal is to do really transformational transformational uh, uh, philanthropy. That's what we'd like to do. That's one of the ways you do it is by creating wealth. And that's the only way we can yep. change the world because they're on the other side. They're using great wealth against us. We can use this for good. You know, I know I, 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 know I talked mm-hmm. to, to, your, to your brother, Priest. He said, you guys are building a new, new chapel, I believe, down there, which is beautiful, or a new church. Mm-hmm. You guys are in the middle of something. In new York City, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, and I also know Father Gabriel. He was a, wasn't he wasn't a Wall Street guy? Your brother priest wasn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're so, yeah. We've got a few yeah, guys so that know guy. know a thing or two. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but returns are very important because if it's not, there's no return there. It's 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 not appropriate. And it, we need to create. We need to be. You know, God, God gives us this. It's on ours, right? So we have it for a period of time. But it's so important. We direct this to organizations that that that, that uh, you know want to manifest God's kingdom on earth. And the only way we can do that is to get rich, save our money, accumulate it, and do it that way. Yeah. Chris, the uh, the faith and finance score, you know,
1: of course, it speaks to us as Catholics, speaks to a lot of our audience as Catholics, um, you know, particularly because of all the ways that the typical ESG screening is going to undermine, you know, as you were saying, the the fundamental things that we believe in. I just wonder, in your work, have you run across uh, other Christians who are concerned about the same thing, Or, or maybe even people that aren't, that aren't that aren't people of faith that would that would be concerned about about just how present this kind of ideology has become.
2: It's such a great question, Father Patrick. There's two two, and I think the Christians are even a little step ahead of us because I think they're a little bit more mm-hmm. engaged in the financial aspect, right? Okay. So we 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 have a we have a um, we found many Christians. It was very funny. One of my friends came to me and I hadn't seen him in 30 years. And he came to me and he said, "Oh my gosh, I found this. You know, we're, we're out there around the country, so it's not a local." And he said, "I found you." and I want to move my money here. And this particular gentleman was a, uh, uh, you know, he was a Presbyterian guy and he, you know, he has this little, you know how we always argue. I would say, we agree on 96% of the stuff. Let's stop arguing Mm -hmm. about the three or 4%. You know, we Mm -hmm. think our lady is a big, uh, is is incredible. Right. And the Eucharist, what an unbelievable thing. I I can't imagine a life without either of those two things, right. The the love of the blessed mother. But he was so agitated, so frustrated, so disappointed by receiving emails from his wealth management firm with him, his, and pronouns on it. Well, that, I mean, that, that, that questions the sovereignty of God, doesn't it? Telling us that it's bananas, in my opinion. But again, born in compassion and make, sponsoring various, very, very radical uh, left-leaning stuff. So yes, absolutely Christians care. And we're seeing just general folks that are more conservative in nature say, well, I don't want to have companies decide these things for me. And even folks that aren't religious want to make sure they're not supporting this kind of radical abortion ideology and radical transgenderism. There's one company we discovered. We had a group of uh, priests that were working with us and we don't know because anyone could go on the AquinasWealth.com website and run their faith and finance score and they can Mm -hmm. do it themselves and get the results. So we want to change the world. We really do. Yeah. And this person called and he said, Hey, can I speak to you? Uh, we looked at our money and we were upset where it was. I said, sure. And one of the guys brought it to me and they had about $17 million of assets, which is a big group for a group of non diocesan priests. And, uh, Long and short of Twitter, as we looked at it, they realized about 37% of their money was sub- companies were supporting abortion directly. Can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. And they, they were yeah. they were told over wow. and over again by their guys, oh, we look at it. It's fine. The reality is people believe they're looking yeah. at it. Um, another one I found very interesting, a large organization in a large organization. And again, we were, we attended this for individuals, but organizations as well. But we're shocked how many good leaders are in Catholic organizations that say, wait a second this is a non-starter. We have to, we cannot support this. But this particular organization came to us and said, look, we have, you know, we have, uh, we, we bought a, a fund from an investment company and it's a good investment company. They have a great track record. And, uh, but it was really, the, when you talk about the CSG movement, there's three companies we really have to be worried about in my opinion, BlackRock State Street and uh, Vanguard, because they were mm-hmm. sending, think about this gentleman for a moment. They were sending to to leaders of corporations who are being profitable. Larry Fink, the man that runs BlackRock, said with a straight face, if you do not adopt our policies around gender identity, regardless of the profits you make in your company, Mr. Chairman, because we own so many shares in your company because we have a huge mutual fund, Mm -hmm. your job will be in jeopardy. So, of course, these companies are going to go out and run up the ESG flag because we didn't push back before as the conservatives. We just kind of turned a blind eye and said it'll go away soon. But that's what happened. With the hubris well, of Disney and Bud Light and Target, excuse me.
0: Yeah, no, that's Chris. This is this is great. I want to get into the nuts and bolts a little bit too. But I want to ask one. Um, I have this one suspicion: is that uh, with this faith and and finance credit score, that if you if someone hasn't checked theirs, it's very likely, I bet, that they do donate money and maybe a good amount of money to organizations that they wouldn't want to donate if they do. I suspect it's not like oh, if you you know fifty percent of the people, you might. I mean, so that the first question is: is it the just the case? That basically, if you have not checked, it's very likely that your portfolio has this this sort
2: of donation thing. It's very, it's um, very likely, yes. Yeah, and then Shockingly the second, likely.
0: Yeah, and the second thing is, people might say, "Oh, well, you know, the Bud Light thing. I mean, that was obviously it was bad in Target, but there was blowback. Neon Modelo is the favorite, you know, like uh, uh, beer in America sure. right now. So, like that was. See, they're they're listening to us. And my suspicion is, no, they're not going li- to. They're not really listening. Uh, they'll just do, so. But you're you work in this field here. I mean. So the Bud Light was a bit of a blowback, but is that really going to change fundamentally how companies are involved in these kind of practices? I mean, is this or, – or is it just like, no, now it's of going course. to be – they're going to just be under, underground and we still have to pay – we have to pay more attention now than ever to where we're investing.
2: We do have to pay because they'll use subsidiaries. father thought brought in that church, which is crazy. You know, so now that the technology goes six layers deep, we use mm-hmm. six different screeners on our tools and our own as well. So we really get in there deep, and we'll always miss some because it's an ever-evolving science, right? Sure. Um, Bishop uh, Kajiana, who's on our, our board advisory board, said he said, uh, "I'm sorry, he, it was very interesting." He said, "Some element of complicity is is unavoidable. Let's try to keep it as small as possible." And I agree with that. Um, but I, I think a couple things are huge. People are in Amer- Americans. We are. We believe that we have. You know are important what we think is important we have the right to believe what we do and when someone's working in direct contrast to that and does it with an element of like uh arrogance amount of dismissiveness and how dare you think that this isn't appropriate and our christian values right are what we believe in the deepest parts of our soul these people think is ridiculous and absurd and archaic and then so i think it's more important than ever that we do this and also what we're doing is with folks uh we're trying to support Catholic missions with this work. You know, our goal is to, to uh, as I said, to really become, do some transformational uh, philanthropy because that's, we have to support these organizations and we have to let people understand that um, we do have control and we do have power because we can't just let it go. We can't let it go. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, it's interesting that guys who let it go, the most are financial advisors. They're good guys. Mm-hmm. Many of them are. As I said, Daily Communicants, you know, they're good, mm-hmm. they're, they're good. I'm a big Legatus guy. I was the vice chair of Legatus for six years. I love that, you know. I haven't done the Malta thing yet. I, I can't get used to the robes, honestly, gentlemen. I don't know how to, you know. I, but, but I, well, you nice. Know, we'll help yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Maybe they have different ones than us, but stuff, yeah. Right? You know, it's all good yeah. stuff. But at the end of the day, we have to, you know, they're they're, they're coming for us. And we need – and there's more of us than them. There's more people that care. There's more people that, that um, you know – and we need to help those financial advisors have the courage of their convictions. I was just at a meeting and a young man stood up and he said, I left my job. He's a finance guy. He said, I left my job. It was funny. And and he said, because of my dad and because of Chris, which I was like, oh, no, he he left his job because he was working in a company and said they would pay for you to travel to have your abortion done. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll pay for you have your abortion done. And I thought, well, they pay to send someone to go to another state to adopt? Would they pay yeah. to have someone have child care? Excuse me. And uh, I thought to myself, this guy's walking his talk. He's doing it. He, ha- he said, I have to do this. I have to leave this company because this company and others like it previously felt like this was okay. And, and, and some of these ESG companies are amazing. One of them actually had the nerve to say to me in this debate, uh, uh, you know, in this debate, well, if we, um, if, if this fund isn't exclusive enough, if it doesn't eliminate enough, um, you know, uh, contradictory things like abortion and so forth we'll just create another fund and i said i don't think mm-hmm. you understand guys what happens is if you're involved it's in for right. a penny in for a pound you can't we're not simply just saying oh well this one this one fits better so I'll this because the same thing happens they retain two percent of that and profits they take that two percent profits they put it in the pile it's much like the government saying that we don't use our uh, you know our dollars for Planned parenthood yeah. to fund abortions and it's the same it's the same
0: yeah
2: siloed Silliness. Father, I'm going to try to answer your question there, so I apologize if I didn't. No, you're doing great. Okay.
1: Chris, I think I, one of the things, and you touched on a little, a little bit, is that people people start, you know, especially when they're in in business, you have a conversion, you have a movement of faith, you sort of start to wake up to some of the things around you. You mentioned Legatus, Um, but what what other what other resources have you found that that right. help made the work that you're doing now possible? Because is it's difficult to just wake up one day and and make you know, the step that you were describing uh, some of these other Catholics have made where they where they leave their jobs or, or to found a company, you know, like, like you like you've done the work you've done that that doesn't just happen in, uh overnight. So so what's helped you along the way? And what would you what would you advise others to do if, if, uh, if they're listening to the podcast, and if they're, they're going through this kind of move, movement of heart and conversion of mind?
2: I was saying I just told the story a few days ago, Father Patrick. I used to be afraid to live my faith out loud, you know, because I was it was developing. I don't know where I was, and I thought it was, you know, it hurt me in my life, my business, and so forth. First of all, my wife is an incredible leader, and she's an incredible, uh, you know, just um, deeply faithful woman. And like everybody else, I do as I'm told, right? So number one, that's the number one thing. So have a wife to to straighten you out. Number one. Number Mm -hmm. two, you know, I started doing things because I realized people just want to be invited. So in my business, I would do things. I would have events and have, you know, when you own a business, you have more, you have a little bit more largesse, I guess, and you can bring people. So I started doing around that around the church. About five years ago, I said, why don't we start meeting Friday mornings? Again, I'm not a morning person. At 7 a.m. We'll go to 7 a.m. Mass, and we'll go downstairs. And this is, this is in Pittsburgh. We'll go downstairs, and we'll have a coffee. And last, the pastor, who's a great guy, to come down and maybe give us a few words and give us some insights. Not run it. You know, it's a very casual thing. There's a lot of insulting to start with. We call it bromentum, you know. I right, call mm-hmm. it bromentum. I thought that was a funny thing. Catholic bromentum. Well, yeah, just the other day, there's 35 guys down there after Mass right? and wanting to talk. Some guy's talk about he's going through a horrible divorce. Somebody's, and it, but it's very – there's a great guy in, in Philadelphia, uh, Eustace Mita. Eustace is a, uh, owns the hotel where we have Catholics of the Shore, our big event in Stone Harbor every summer. And we'd love people to come to that for sure, but uh, he has a group, and he did a thing called Man Up Philly and Man Up Boston. But he also has a Friday morning group, which is a little different. They go to his office; he's got a big office, and they there's people that Skype in, and they pray fifty people praying. Ours is a little bit more a little bit more free form. People come with stuff, people come with questions, uh, but uh, and then people come angry, right? They're mad at the church. We live in Pennsylvania. That that report was brutal, mm-hmm. right? And it was painful and hard for all of us. They didn't realize but our friends didn't realize how hard it was. And the priests who given their life to this thing is they were the most betrayed, right? They were the most betrayed of the, the good priests sure. that were that were you know thrown into this mix. So that has been very helpful having a fellowship of men that will mm-hmm. do this with you. Mm-hmm. Secondly, having yeah. a charity that you can support. There's so many great ones here. Uh, there's a s- soup kitchen that's been around since the Great Depression called the Red Door, and along with it a a, a, um, a great uh, coffee shop, Brother Andre's Cafe. You know, I named it for Brother Andre, where all the mentally, uh, disabled folks work. It's beautiful. So I just started building my life around that. That's where we would send clients, those cookies and coffee. Uh, we would meet, when I meet downtown, we'll meet at Brother Andre's Cafe. I've asked my friends all the time now, and they say, "What do you, when do you want to meet? I will say, why don't we meet at the Red Door? We'll meet at 9 a.m. We'll make sandwiches. We'll hand them out and coffee. We'll be done by 10, 15. It's not that long a thing. And then we can sit around and talk about your whatever you know, your your financial stuff or come back to my office. And those things have helped me personally. Um my mm-hmm. one of my brothers went to a retreat out in mundelein in Chicago the other day and he lives out there and he, he said, I, I, I can't believe that I'm in a retreat in mundelein You know, he's a he's a grinder guy. He said, How did you get me to do this? I said, Look, you you volunteered, but he's just been you know, he's he, he you, yeah. you, you draw people into this stuff, sure. right? You guys it's, know yeah. it. So No, it's witnessing by
0: a personal thing, yeah.
2: Yeah, slowly, yeah.
0: slowly, I you. Okay, so Chris, I we're we are running out of time, but i 'cause I'm so I'm gonna give you two questions. Yes. Um and then Father Patrick will see what so I, I'm stealing the kind of thunder of our normal, normal back and forth. But I want to ask you one, um Sorry. how do we encourage how do you encourage people in the workplace to be Catholic who are afraid of you know they're just i don't want to rock the boat or i'm worried someone so, so some practical like encouragement to people say hey you know actually your your faith is important you don't feel good about about not like talking but you know you don't have to be an evangelist but how how do people in business um how do people in, in their work life any advice to be catholic without feeling like they're kind of hiding from something and the second thing is um what advice uh to priests uh that do you have about what what can we say to people in the business world that we're not like, how can we be better than that? So I think these, these two one for one for the people and the faithful, but then especially for me, like as a priest, um, what do you wish the church said more about for business kind of stuff? Ooh. You can take them any order you want. I want both I'll, those answers though. I'll go like, Super it's important. It's easy.
2: It's easy to work. It's three things, right? Uh, put a crucifix on your desk or in your office. Number one, that's easy. People see it and people never tell you a dirty joke again. It's unbelievable. Okay. That's number great. two, when people start, especially men think it's reasonable and normal to go to like, despicable places. I don't, they call them gentlemen's clubs. I don't know a gentleman yep. who's ever gone to one. Right. So yep. say, no, I don't No, No, thank you. Because guess what? They stop asking you. Then they say, boy, I like that better. Number three. And this is my, this is the hardest one for me. As I used to say, I'll, I'll pray. I never said anything for a long time. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Then I said, I'll, yep. I'll be thinking of you. That's what I used to say. That was courageous, wasn't it? Then I would say, <sighs> I will pray for you. And mm-hmm. I stopped that too. Now I say, let's pray for him now or her now, no matter where I yeah. am. And that's hard. Uh, and it's okay. Know. It
0: works, though, right? Like you're not fired or it's okay,
2: more or less, it works. Absolutely, because it's not okay. – you know, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean I have to put it down. Uh, you know, I had a funny one. In, I was in Stone Harbor the other day, and a man walked up to me and He said, you, you're you from Pittsburgh. And I thought, you know, he, we talk funny here. I thought that's what he said. He, he heard answers. Nope. I heard, I heard you outside of church. You were talking to some other Catholic, Catholic crazies from Philly and New York that we knew. I said, yeah. He said, here's really what happened. I was walking on the beach about three months ago and I was on the beach and I was thinking about my granddaughters that both passed away. One was miscarried. One lived seven days was miscarried. And I was distraught and I was on the beach and I looked up and there was a nun standing there. He said, I couldn't believe the coincidence. And I said, please say that again. He said, okay, it wasn't a coincidence. I said, there you go. And he said, she she changed my life and she did so many things, buh. And, and I And I said, oh, that's wonderful. And I actually had the wrong sister in life. I thought it was Sister Mary Elizabeth. It was actually Sister Mary Gabriel. He showed me a picture. So I called her and said, look, it's unbelievable you change this guy's life she said wait a minute where did you see him originally i said i saw him at church she said i hadn't been there in 30 years that's what he told me on the beach that day so as we prayed on the street in stone armor which is hard right we said we prayed for his, his granddaughters
0: mm-hmm. that was hard
2: for me that's hard but i do it i just did it downtown yeah. the other day five guys joined in five guys joined in and i thought yeah. that was interesting the guys i wouldn't have expected to yeah. So that's start a,
0: like you said I like your start small kind of kind of build up to build confidence and just you know get in there and yeah okay but all right what, what about priests though what what about the church what what is the church what can the church and what can the priests say Priests uh, really have bis- to effort people? to be
2: less odd that's a really important thing I think some guys are not going to happen I think some guys are great <laughs> incredibly engaging and fantastic I love it and then other guys are trying to go you know they're trying to be bizarre out I'm like why are you doing that one of my one of my guys I like They're
0: succeeding yeah
2: yeah, he grew this beard. He was wearing a cassock. He looked like, he looked like Bella Lugosi. I'm like, are you, is your goal to scare every child? And then, you know, I'm like, you're a diocesan priest. Give the guy a high five, smile, smile. Right. And I think mm-hmm. the other thing is I think uh, authentic relationships with other men is the most important thing. I was with mm-hmm. my brother the other day and I laughed. I said, I got to call a guy. And he looked at my phone and it said, FR. Okay. FR. And he looked, he starts scrolling through my phone. And he goes, how many priests do you know? There's like yeah. 52 priests in my phone. And my brother's like, I don't have one priest in my phone. So I think we all, we as lay people and you as priests, we have to form relationships. That go, because when people see priests out at a restaurant or they see them with a group of guys golfing or hiking or anything or giving away sandwiches, they're drawn to that. And people are naturally apprehensive about talking to priests. And when they know mm-hmm. you're normal and kind and smiling, it's a different game. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's attractive. It's overwhelming. People are this close. You know this better than I do. They're this close and they're damaged. The other day I was in a thing and a girl was being tough. It was in New York in a media place, tough, tough, tough. And she mm-hmm. and a guy was swearing and she was swearing back tough, tough, tough. And then she came over to me and she said, I was on next. Is your microphone on correctly? And I said, I hope so. And she said, What is that word? I said, It's Aquinas. She said, What is that? I said, Well, he was a great thought leader in the church. She said, I want to get back to the church. I don't know how to get back to the church. My mother died. She started crying. Let's pray for your mother. I want to mm-hmm. get back to the church. I don't know how. I said it's simple. Mm-hmm. Let's go to confession. You're back in. It's the easiest back in in the history mm-hmm. of the world, right? And yeah. <laughs> uh, and she did. She met with one of the sister life. She went to church. She went to confession. She's back in. But she went. The, they they just need that little time. What is that mm-hmm. word? Wow. Why they see you, gentlemen? Your life and your and everything you do is is incredibly important. and I'm honored to uh, to know you. Thank you. Well,
0: it's great.
1: Well, Chris, I mean, it's it's we are honored uh, as yeah, we've been recording absolutely. this episode. You know, thanks so much for for jumping in here and for really taking on some some big topics. I mean, I, again, for, for people who haven't done much research about ESG or don't know how their money is being invested, you know, we, we really would encourage them to go over to Aquinas Wealth, uh, AquinasWealth.com. They can check out your work and connect with you. Um, th- they can research uh, the work you've done with faith and finance a score um, and, and really and really see, really see how, how, uh, how their money's being spent. Um, so, so thanks again for for joining us.
2: Uh, thank you for
1: uh, thanks for everyone who supports our podcast here god's planning if you'd like to tithe to our work check us out on patreon.com follow us on facebook twitter instagram like subscribe and leave a five star review about the show wherever you listen to your podcast visit godsplaining.org to shop our merch and to get dates and information for upcoming upcoming Planning events uh, as always thanks to all of you for tuning in know of our prayers for you god bless